Hey, Derek. Hey, Guess what, man? It's 2024. It's 2024. It is Supercross season. This is episode 36, season two of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. And we have, we're starting it off right. We have a special guest online with us. We have Ryland Munson, RM38, getting ready to start his Supercross season. So we're going to discuss what the season looks like. We're going to let Ryland pontificate on what he thinks Supercross is going to look like. And we're going to have a little fun. It, I guess we will be going from now until, I don't know, next fall again. Yeah, pretty much. We've got a long way to go. We've got a whole season ahead. Um, lots of news, lots of things happening. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And let's let's kick this thing off. What's Ryan. going on, Ryland? Hey, Ryland. <laughs> Nothing. Hey, I just wanted to point out you guys are on episode 36, so uh, two more episodes. I got to be on that one. 38. That's got to be like the highlight episode. Yeah, that'll be like two uh, weeks into the season. We can get a little update how your how your training is going and what the first two rounds look like for you, for what you're gonna dive into. Yeah, for sure. Heck yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Everything's going good though. Um, happy, uh, good new year and yeah, ready to get going. Awesome. So we've, uh, we've decided to race 450 this year instead of 250 East, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Um, shoot, I haven't even like posted that or anything anywhere. So whoever listened to this first, will hear it first, but that is correct. Um, spent a couple days on the 450 and felt way, way better, more comfortable on that than I did on my 250. And yeah, decided to um, go ahead and make, make the jump. Awesome. How is the uh, feel of a bike that you can manipulate versus one that wants to go straight? How is that feeling? How, are you getting more comfortable with that? And um, any big adjustments? Um, you know, it's a lot of people would, would think um, – and it probably is for a lot of people harder to ride supercross on a 450. But for me, I'm such a 450 guy and I have so much time and I'm so confident on my bike that it was a, was a big adjustment. I really struggled, you know, on day one, but now it's, it's way easier for me and it's definitely my thing. I'm comfortable and I feel really, really good. Well, people got to understand that you are also what six foot two skinny as a rail. Everybody has yeah. to look up to you when they talk. So, um, 250s are, I mean, they're not much size difference, but uh, motor-wise, height-wise, I mean, it's a, for your body build, 450 is a much more comfortable bike. Yeah, shoot, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm like 6'4", and I, I, ever since I got on Supercross on uh, on the 450, every, every day I ride, every time I ride, I just... Um, you know, I'm like, man, I need to be stronger, man. I need to be stronger. And I really don't think that'll ever end. Like, I don't really think I'll ever be too strong. Um, it's just so gnarly riding supercross on a 450. The bike's just heavy, you know, it's just a lot, but it's, it's, it's my thing. And, um, I'm way more comfortable on it than I, than the 250, like I said. Um, so yeah, just trying to put on some muscle and put on some weight to be a little bit more, um, you know, like just, I guess, manhandle the bike a little bit more. But aside from that, I feel really good. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've got a couple questions regarding that one on the weight side. 
Um, we have had the honor of having dinner with you and, and Josie. And how is the weight gaining going? Well, shoot, the um, ever since I started riding Supercross, like, I've been able to – I don't know. It's, I think it's, I think it's like forcing my body into putting on a little bit of muscle and weight because it's just, you know, it's, you have to be strong to ride the bike. So it's like that being my workout or whatever, for those days that I ride, if I complement that with the right food, which with my training program and my trainer and everything, I definitely do. It's, you know, I'm, I'm starting to put on even more muscle than I already was with just my, my cross training in the gym and all of that. So, um, it's, it's going really well. Uh, obviously, weight gain is a slow process to do it right. So I won't probably won't be like much, much heavier by the time the season starts in a month. So or in a month for me. So um, but it's it's coming around. It's getting there. I've always struggled to put on weight. So it's um, it's just a work in progress for me. I feel like I feel like you and Cooper Webb, and I'll dive into my second. I feel like you and Cooper Webb just need to trade positions. He has trouble getting it off, and you have trouble putting it on. So, well, Cooper Webb also doesn't have problems throwing back beer. So, <laughs> maybe that's a maybe that's a tactic you should start taking into. You know, shoot, maybe I've never had beer before. Maybe it would put some weight might, on might me. Work. Yeah, we can we can bring some we can bring some to Detroit to give you a shot at it. <laughs> um, the second question on that in, in all seriousness for a guy that's in your position like many other privateers isn't it economically more viable even if you don't race a 450 a lot of the privateer guys ride 450s for the economic side of it oh yeah 100 percent. i mean the big story of the summer last year was um time master pool you know he was just couldn't be competitive on the 250 because of how much it costed you know to to maintain it and everything so it's definitely um definitely a money saver and it was like i was you know i was talking with my dad about it and it's um you know you can run a a 450 for like double if not triple the time of a 250 with you know the same amount of maintenance if you just keep up on everything like i like i've always been taught to do and like i always have done um so yeah, it's it's definitely more cost prohibitive. You don't have to do the upgrades. I mean, to be honest, I raced all year last year on a bone stock 250F, and you know, to be competitive, you've got to be on. You got to have some sort of motor work. You got to have something. So yeah, um, I think I can be very competitive on a, you know, mostly stock 450, and go out there and just. Put, put all my effort and money into my suspension and be competitive. So awesome. Well, as we move into the, the season, we start this weekend. Um, you're going to be joining in in Detroit. Uh, what are you, what are you looking forward to for this weekend? Are you looking for anything in particular that's going to give you kind of guidance as you move forward of where you might be? Are you looking at a particular rider? Hold on. We got to, that's messing up. We have a technical difficulty. Ooh. All right. Sorry about that. Um, is there a particular rider, group of riders, track build technique? Are you looking towards anything that's kind of 
kind of give you hope, not hope, that's the wrong word, uh, shoot, kind of anything to look forward to as you get ready for February? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all of it. I mean, like I'm a big fan of racing and, um, you know, so is, so is Josie, my girlfriend. So we're just looking forward to watching some racing this weekend, but you know, always in the back of my mind as we're just enjoying watching the racing, there's definitely things I'll be looking at. I, I'm really excited to see how the, how Dirtworks is going to build the tracks this year, because it seems to be a little bit different every year. Um, the one thing that I'll keep in mind, you know, is I think by the time round four comes around, they'll have kinks worked out on if they are changing anything on the track builds. Cause you know, if it's sketchy round one, they'll change it for round two. You know, those guys are really good at what they do. So I'll look at the track builds for sure. And then of course, you know, I'll just be focusing on the guys. I mean, I, I, there's so much to always learn and you know i'm obviously not a 450 supercross champion so there's tons to learn so i'll watch all the a group i'll watch the b and c groups if they're on um televised just to kind of see you know how everyone's looking the competition and everything and just be ready to go i think the more the more knowledge you have and the more um comfortable you can be with like knowing where you're at, you know, I just going to make me even that more comfortable coming into Detroit. So now do you pull out the laptop and look up live timing during qualifying just to see, or just, just watch race day live. I'll watch race day live. And then, um, um, sometimes I'll watch race day live along with the lap times. Um, but most of the time I'll just pull up race day live and watch that. The only thing is, the the race day live i don't think it always gets the the 450 c and b group in the second session i think they cut it off after the a group sometimes yeah um so then i'll have to just watch the live timing there to see the b and c groups times just because i'm curious you know obviously i don't i'm assuming i'll obviously start out in the the c group so i just kind of want to see you know how many dudes are in it, just what, whatever things looking like, um, and just kind of go from there, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a complete, as much as you've done this, it's a complete new thing for you this year. Yeah, it's a complete new thing, but honestly, you know, I'm, I'm more excited to go racing in Detroit than I probably have ever been excited for a race before. I've always been very, um, I don't know, just kind of like skeptical and nervous of my ability, but I'm telling you, me getting on this 450 has really been a game changer for me and i feel super confident on it and um like i'm just genuinely excited and ready to go race and i wish it was detroit this weekend so <laughs> my wife does too because it would be a little warmer <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um that's awesome uh derek what are your plans for supercross i'm sitting watch everything we'll see how we stack up here obviously we're we're part of the the rm 382 team so we're gonna we're gonna see how we stack up against everybody. Well, I was getting ready to say, um, oh yeah, has anybody seen the Anaheim one track map? Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I'm actually I think it's probably one of the most busy tracks we've seen yet. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty pumped to see how they actually lay it out because if it comes out like the track map, it's gonna be pretty gnarly. What about the weather Have, there? Because California is getting some nasty coastal weather right now. Yeah. That's that's another thing. I mean, they're not. I don't know where Anaheim is specifically on the map. 
compared to the coast. Yeah, because San Diego is the one that's been getting hammered, so yeah. I don't know how far north it I'm is. I'm not a California yeah. geographer by any means. Rylan, you're from more out west. Do you know where Anaheim is compared to the coast? I think it, it's pretty dang close to the coast. I'm pretty sure um, it's pretty dang close to up towards Los Angeles, but I, I did look at the weather the last time that I looked for Anaheim, it looked it was looking fine. Okay. Um, like sunny, no no issues there. Is from what I had saw. Now that obviously could have completely changed, but that's what I saw last. That's quite a ways in from the coast. So um, yeah, you're you're right. It's right by the Los Angeles area. Um, I know, like San Diego's down where they're getting hit. It's long ways from there. So okay. um, you got that. You got tsunamis going on yeah. in Japan. <laughs> like the world's a mess right now. But but we're gonna go Supercross racing. Heck yeah. Um, so, Rylan, what are you – predictions, not your predictions. What are you thinking we got everybody back? I mean, I, the 450 class is, is, as they say every year, it's stacked coming in. How do we feel about Tomac, Cooper Webb? Uh, is Jet going to be as good in Supercross as he was outdoors? What, what are your predictions as a, as a someone that rides and sees these guys ride? Man, well – I um I had the privilege the other day. Um, actually, I showed up, or I was I was actually. It's kind of funny. I wasn't even gonna ride Supercross that day, and then I woke up. And I, we were like, you know what? We're gonna. Or the night before, we were like, you know what? I'm feeling good. We're gonna we're gonna do another day, a second day in a row. Um, went out to the track and showed up, and there was a red number one plate, and there were two KTM's there. And there was Sexton and Vial. Ah. And uh, so spent the day, and they were super cool guys. I had met Sexton before, but actually got to, um, you know, they don't they don't even care. We just got to do motos. Same time, they, they didn't even budge about us riding or nothing, so that was cool. But he is looking insanely good. Um, so he looks good on the KTM? Oh, yeah. I think he's kind of getting a little bit – he's the reigning champion, and – I think he's getting left out a little bit over Tomac versus Jet type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that he's going to be 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 the guy, and I think or be a guy for sure. Um, I don't think that there's going to be any domination. I don't think that Jet's going to dominate at all. I don't think that anybody's going to dominate. I think it's going to be some really good racing all year long. Yeah. I- I tell you that training compound that is it Sandbox that's got is it Roxon to, uh, Sexton Vial there's some good and all the HBI yeah HBI there's, crews there. there's some good guys training they're just pounding on one another on a day to day basis yeah so yep I'm kind of well, with iron you. sharpens iron so yeah yeah I'm kind of with you I think uh, I think I think like Hayden going out and training with Tomac I think there was a reason behind that I think I think Hayden's super fast and I think Tomac wanted to kind of have somebody to like chase a little bit and I don't know what you're Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And that was really cool to see, obviously being from being a Colorado guy, I'm always the Tomac guy. And so a little bit of my bias is rooting, rooting for him this weekend. But if I had to make any predictions, if I had to make a prediction, I don't really know what I would predict because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just I have no idea. I think we're about to see the most stacked 450 class Supercross season we've ever seen. Um, I, I think we're probably in for some of the best racing that Supercross has ever had to offer. Um, 
it's going to be cool to see it from our perspective, uh, the way that we're seeing it. I'm glad that we're all coming in as a team, essentially, in the 2024 season because it's – I think this season's about to blow all the rest out of the water. Um, I was watching this cool thing this week, though. Um, everybody comparing, like, the Tomac, uh, Jet Lawrence and all them to the Ricky and Bubba days is – are they actually going that much faster than those guys were? Yeah. And I, I believe they are. Um, I think just technique. I think yeah, bikes. It, I think. I think everything has changed yeah. so much that um, if you could get them back on a bike at their original speed, I, I, I think Tomac, Jet, all them guys are faster than them because um, it doesn't look faster, but they yeah. are hauling. Um, the season's going to be wild. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Yeah, I'm with Ryland D. I'm a big Tomac fan. I like Cooper Webb as a racer. I, one of the things the pundits always talk about is there's never over four or five winners per year. And my question is, are we going to get six winners this year? Or are we still only going to have four or five winners with much more mix-up on the box? I don't know. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, one. <laughs> this, this, this is one of those years where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, because – I could see Webb winning. Yeah. Yep. Roxon could win. Yeah. I could see Barsha. I could see Tomac. I could see Jet. I could see Chase. I could see. I could just see a lot of dudes winning. I think it's going to be really good. I do think that. I don't know. You know, a part of me does think there might only be, you know, four or five winners and then just a bunch of mix up on the box, though, because I do think that just because, like, uh, a couple, you know, all these guys are really, really fast, I do think that. There's, you know, the select few are on a little bit of a different level. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, everybody has their nights, and I just think it's going to be insanely good. I, if, if, if you guys were asking me my top three for this weekend, I really, really don't know yet. Like, I would have to wait until I at least see it's practice or yeah, something. Qualifying is where I'm at. I got to see these guys ride because – you can you can watch them ride in a, a practice perspective, yeah. you know, out on a training day, and it's going to be totally different than Saturday. It's Tuesday. But yeah, and they all yeah. look fast. They're not all yeah. riding together. So it's Tuesday. We haven't seen anything really. I I don't think it's that far off that Jet finishes fourth this weekend. No. First race. No. I mean, I and not and I think Jet's amazing, but. It's just there are guys that have, like, I want to win the first race. There's nothing that says Barsha ain't going to come out and win well, the first let's, race. Let's not leave Hunter out because we haven't got to see him yeah. ride on a 450 too much. So, yeah. like, this this good could be – he could be a Ryland. Yeah. And the 450 was just meant to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this Jason Anderson. There is so much up in the air right now. And we got all – all of the riders are back. We got Malcolm back. Malcolm could be on a whole other level now. We don't know. Okay, hold on. Let's stop for a second. Let's go – let's just – We've said this for a couple of years, just in talking before we ever had the podcast. Okay, you have Jet, you have Hunter, you have Cooper, you have Eli, you have Jason, you have AC, you have Chase. There's not another. Is there another 450 KTM? No, Aaron Plessinger. Uh, Plessinger. Aaron Plessinger. You have Ken Roxon. You have, you have uh, Malcolm. Christian Craig. Christian Craig, that's 11. That's 11. You could finish 11th in a Supercross and have a good night. And our perception is, because we're so spoiled, if all of those guys line up, you could finish 11th 
and just be the last factory guy. Yeah. That's nuts. Yep. Like I mean Justin Cooper. Yeah, we got Justin oh, Justin Cooper moved up, Ferrandis. Oh, I mean now you're at thirteen. We're we're top tier guys and that's uh, we were talking with Ryland here last week or like the competition this year is stiff in the yeah. four fifty class. Yeah. Um yep. we're gonna get injuries. We get injuries every yeah. year. Um Oh we forgot Barsha. No, we talked about we said Barsha. Oh did we say Barsha? But we're bringing Oh, in, we've got what about Prado? Yeah, we oh, got Prado coming over. Yeah. That um, I'm anxious to see how this is going to go because yeah. that boy is fast. Well, this is his this is his test to see yeah. if he's coming over here in 2025. But I mean, he could blow us all out of the water and be when when we won. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen here. It's it's about to get wild. And like I said, this is this has to be the best season. So if you finish lineup. 20th Saturday night, that's not embarrassing. But the motocross fans and Ryland, you know this. The motocross fans, if you finish 20th, you suck. But this year, if you finish 20th in the first couple races, congratulations. You made it in. Yeah, you're by all means top 20 in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, and my opinion on that has always been uh, a little bit different being a racer because it's like the <laughs> – if you qualify, you're legit. That's I where, don't care. That's where if I'm you qualify at. and get dead last in an LCQ, you're a legit racer. So this so. is this is um, that's always been my perspective on it. But you look at it from a fan standpoint, and they're like, "Yeah, those are the slow guys. Those yeah. are not the slow guys. No. Yeah. Those are the the slower slow of the fastest in the, the world." Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- they would f- come to your local track and smoke everybody. Ab- yeah, absolutely dominate. Um, it's so hard to get that that mentality into your average fan yeah compared to the people like us that are in depth into this well that's um, why i never understood that you go to a nascar race and a guy finishes 20th in the nascar race yeah or top 25 and they're like yeah man that was, that was a good run from that team that's you know they don't really expect anything more and it's like okay well if i finish 20th there's only 22 gates but there were 40 guys that made the night show there were 80 guys yeah. that tried yeah i'm i'm, I'm not bad like, but you only see the top twenty. That's so. and that's what a lot of people don't understand is how many guys actually show up to try to get in. Yeah, um, it's not. Yeah, Matt. It's not just you guys that you know, Ryland. You make a night show, and um, you, you forget about they. Nobody sees the work. That's. I'm glad they do race day live now. Yeah. Um, but still, a lot of people don't watch that, and they don't understand it. But they don't yep. see the the struggle that it took to even get to that point. Yeah. So, right. Um. So, n- nothing that we've just thrown out all those names. Congratulations for throwing yourself into the gauntlet this year. Yeah. I, I, re- I really look forward to those nights and that stress. That That's going to be fun for us that are just fans watching. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But you know what? At the end of, like, whatever, the end of the season or whatever, and even right now, you know, I know it was the best decision because if I would have stayed in the 250 class, and I just don't feel comfortable on the bike, then it's like, what? what was, what's the point in that? You know, if I'm, if I'm not able to even go as fast as I know I can, then yeah, I feel like, you know, I'd rather be on a 450 with a little bit less of a chance of qualifying than a, than a 250 that I feel like uncomfortable even riding on the track on, you know? So it's like, uh, yeah, it's gnarly, but shoot, it's what, what we live for. And I would, I want to, I want to, just be in it, you know, and I want to just do it. So for sure. Hey, I do have a question on four fifty versus two fifty. The four fifty wants to go straight. And I know it's a lot more moving mass and all that kind of stuff. How does the four fifty excuse me. 
How does the 450 feel in the whoops compared to a 250? Way better. <laughs> I was curious because, about yeah, it's way better. I mean, day one, I was like, holy crap, like, I feel like I can actually just go through them. Um, I think you can commit without committing a little bit easier, if that makes any sense. Like a 250, mm -hmm. you have to commit and you have to like actually fully commit and be hard on the gas. Whereas a 450, if you're a little bit lighter on the gas, you're going to be going faster already. So you're just committing a little bit more without even having to be hard on the throttle. Um, and I felt immediately better through the whoops. So, Have you practiced your jumping technique through the whoops? Because <laughs> that is something that, believe it or not, I mean, there's some good 450 riders that well, there's sometimes they, you have to do it. Once they break down, they just become jumpers. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. I think um, especially going to be starting off in the 450C group, um, you know, they're going to be hammered by them. That's the one part of the track they don't touch up. They only touched up the whoops in like a few, like maybe two of the rounds last year mm -hmm. in, in qualifying, they touched up the whoops, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely, they seem to like always turn into jumpers, especially at the latter part of qualifying. Um, and then, you know, come Indianapolis, those will be jumpers by the time I hit the track in free practice. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause we know that that dirt's like, um, like, uh, quicksand. Yeah. It just sinks. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Cause it's like a little bit of like a Play-Doh-esque type dirt. Yeah. The, the Indy's always a fun track, but it's, it breaks down pretty, pretty rough. Um, but we got, we got two new brands coming into the mix this year too. You got Beta and Triumph making their debut. Yeah. So there's a like I said, there's a whole lot going on this year. And Colt Nichols is a good looking man. Yeah. And he's gonna make that beta look pretty. I mean it's actually a unique looking bike as it is anyway. I, I think their color scheme's pretty cool. Um Triumph I haven't broken down and I'm not very good on it, but I hear their frame geometry's a little different and the frame yeah. setup's a little different. So it's actually and as someone said, if you pay attention you can see what they stole from each brand, but their frame is a little different. Mm-hmm. I think the frames where they put most of their time. Yeah. Um, but we got what Jalik Swole and Evan Ferry. That's that racing was racing two fifty East for them. Was that was that a? Uh, I knew he was going to be their test rider, Ryland. Did, is that something that when he announced that he was going to be one of their pro riders, did that kind of like what, what? Huh? You think he's ready for that? I'm anxious to see Joey Savacci. Yeah, but he's not racing until motocross. I know, and it sucks because like I want to see him race this thing um, Supercross because. Joey's always been a good rider. Yeah. Um, I always liked always liked his his style, his um, his riding. Um, but it's, it's going to suck missing him for Supercross. But I'm anxious to see that bike. But anyway, back to your question. Yeah. So, what do you think about Evan? Fair? I mean, to me, that was kind of a shock to see that he's going pro. Mm -hmm. So he he's not doing futures. No. He's... No, he is a Triumph 250 East rider. Oh crap! Shoot, I thought he was doing. Um... Uh, 250 futures. We all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they they made their announcement. What this week? Yeah, with the team. Yeah, I don't really know. I think um, I think that he kind of went off off the radar for a while. Um, I can honestly say that I don't really follow a lot of those guys that I race against or anything like that because I just I don't know. I, it's something that I just don't really follow. Yeah, but. From what I had like seen, um, because I 
I did look at his stuff a little bit because he was obviously down here in Florida a lot. Um, and he seemed to kind of have just gone off the radar for a while and then um, came back with this. But, you know, he did do futures last year and he looked really good in, in what he did race. So I think he's ready for it. I mean, he's he's got his dad. He's got all the, you know, the right people around him for sure to be competitive. So I don't I don't think I think go for it you know that's always been my my thing so yeah. and we'll, we'll dig more into 250 east yeah. when the time comes because we're not even we're a little way we got four rounds till we get there it was uh, a heck of a commitment though they sold their house they moved yeah. to georgia they they're yep. i mean it's they're in it they're in like they they really bought in so um i don't even know who's running 250 west but i think just like last year i think if we don't lose as many 450 riders 450 is going to be the show but so 250. 250, we got. It's going to be fun. 250 West this year is much more stacked than East is because you got uh, Max Volan, Levi Kitchen, R- RJ Hampshire, Shimoda, uh, Nate Thrasher, Jordan Smith. I'm trying to think of all of them. Uh, I got some of them up here. Ryder D. Going March over Banks. To Gas Gas, March Banks. Uh, uh, Nicoletti. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the big, big riders that are going to be. I understand Nick Liddy on a 250 because he doesn't want to do all 17 rounds. He's point blanks. But why is Marchbanks on a 250? Julian Bomer is coming. Um. So, um, Swap Moto has the entry lists out. Mm-hmm. But I don't think – I don't know that they're right because they don't have any of – maybe it's just not updated yet, but I don't see any of the pro circuit guys on here. Like, there's a lot of guys missing – off the list, and there's only like yeah, because Pro third. Circuit has a huge team this year. Well, Pro Circuit, they will all show up, yeah. and do free practice, and then they may decide who they're going to put on the West that day. So, they, and they've <laughs> done it before. Yeah, they but have. I know for sure Max Vol and Levi Kitchen are running West. Are they? From what I understood. Um, Wait, they can they they've done that before? Oh, oh yeah, they, last year they um, there was Anaheim one yeah. in practice. They decided who was racing. Yeah. And I can't remember who – maybe it was the year before. Yeah, it was one of, the, one of the years they literally did not announce. They, they just, Yeah, they made a rider swap right there. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, well, on their entry list right here, there says there's only 30 dudes in the 250 West class, but there's a bunch of guys not signed up. Like, there's none of the – like I said, none of the PC guys, none of the – doesn't even look like there's any of the star guys. So there's just a bunch of people missing. So yeah, West will be stacked. I was thinking, man, West is empty, but it will be stacked. It will be like a lot of the big guys, and that going back to like 250 East, there's good guys in 250 East. You got Tom Vial, uh, like Pierce Brown, and then Max Ansey. I can't wait to see him ride. Didn't Deegan do it? Oh, East? but yeah. Deegan is on East. Yeah. So it's I don't know that to me it's not near as stacked. I mean, you do have Jalik Swole or Styles Robertson. Um, Jalik Swole, Evan Ferry, all of them are on East, but do they have the Evan or the Deegan speed? Yeah. Where I think a lot of the Deegan speed is in West this year. So I don't know. I'm I'm really really anxious to see. But for um, uh, Star, I got Jordan Smith, Nate Thrasher, and Nick Romano. For oh, West. West. For West. Yeah. Dang, I'm surprised they put Romano on the West. And maybe it's inaccurate. I yeah. don't think anything's accurate till we <laughs> till we see it on Saturday. But <laughs> yeah. By, speaking of star, did you see their team photo? It was like it took up an entire side of a jump. Like it was. Oh, it was just the, the pile <laughs> of them. I was just laughing. I'm like, man, they might. He must sell some a lot of cars. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it must sell a lot of cars. But, uh, hey, speaking of getting ready and coast, and you're doing, you were going to do 250 East, but now you're doing 450, so you're getting to kind of pick and choose, and you're going to add some races, and we'll talk about that later. But as you pro wait for this four-week cycle, what does your training do? When do you start kind of like protecting yourself or train uh slimming down your riding how does that work for you as a as a privateer guy getting ready um well i'm very grateful that i'll have two bikes so i won't have to slow like my riding down too much because i can be getting my race bike ready you know while i'm still practicing on my practice bike um but for the training aspect of it we will probably pull back I don't know. I mean, I think we'll probably pull back like a week out. I, I have all my faith in my trainer, so I don't really even have to think about it. Yeah. Um, we'll probably do actually, no, it, it'll probably be a two, two weeks out. We'll start to kind of dial it back a little bit and just make sure that I'm fully recovered and rested to come into Detroit. Um, being a privateer, the toughest part is, you try to train, you try to ride and everything, and then you try to not get completely hosed by the drive there because it's like you can be completely rested and not even train, but then get smoked on the drive. And then it's like, ah, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, we'll just, we'll just make sure we're, we're ready. I'm definitely in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. So um, I'm excited to put that to work and just see how, how I feel in that um racing environment because we all know it's completely different than practice so yeah yeah it's it's i mean it's it, it, there is nothing like a competitive gate drop uh or yep. or or a gun a starting gun or a green flag like it's just the competition side of sport is like you can go to all the spring training baseball games you want to until you have opening day jitters it, it's just there, there's nothing like it and yeah. And I think we see that in the NFL. You look at the first week of the NFL and you look at like where they are now and how smoothly teams are operating. And it's the same way for you guys, whether it's Rylan Munson or Jet Lawrence, the, the nerves are exactly the same. Yeah. It, yep. it doesn't matter how top tier you are. Yeah. They're, they're still there. Um, we got not to change course at all. That's okay. but we got our, our local HBI team has suffered some, some losses before A1 here. It but, happens. But, well, talking about 250 West is what made me think of it because they brought they, they lost Caden Braswell, yeah. and they brought on uh, that Slade, Verola. Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to see how he does because Futures, he took fourth overall. Okay. Um, so there's another competitive guy coming into the, and they lost, the 250 West. They lost Ty for they, Yeah, start. and I was going to bring that up. We, we, yeah. Ty Masterpole, who everybody has been watching, We've now lost him for the first, at least A1, yeah. Um, possibly A2, or what's next? Oh, yeah. Sea yeah. Seattle? No. no, Seattle's later. Yeah. It well, doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think it's San Diego. San Diego, yeah. So, I, couldn't get so, that, I couldn't get that word out. What happened to Ty Masterpool? Um, it's not the appendicitis. It's, it's something else. It was. A, yeah, he had another injury. Yeah. Uh, the owner of HBI, Matt Bell, sent me the – Press release. The, re the release, um, and I told him we would talk about it, but we were going to talk about it anyway because yeah. that's big news. Yeah, because so far that's the only one that's kind of of the of the top ten guys from last year. He's the only one that's kind of not ready of, of the guys, you know. And, and yeah, and he's like everybody has their eye on 
Ty Masterpool. And honestly, for him, I believe making the main and finishing top 18 is pretty good. I mean, after all the names we've called out, for him to be 18th would be awesome. Yeah, his his ankle, ankle. was the issue. So, so I don't know. I mean, that's ah. that's uh. I, I also when the first time we ever had Matt on, and you can appreciate this as a as a privateer and building your own program. The first time we ever had Matt on, he was talking about they really wanted to expand and have a semi for more room for hospitality and riders to sit. And then when he was on another podcast a month ago or so, they talked about they were going to get a rig, but instead they now have an engine builder for each of their guys. So whatever their guy wants, because, like, some guys want more hits, some guys want less, some guys want – so they've taken that funding that was going to be for the rig and put it into engine builders. And it's unique because you kind of have to build the program the way you want it. And for you being a solo guy, you know, you are you decided instead of riding a 250, you're going to ride a 450. So how else might you adjust your program this year – I feel like the bike change is pretty big, but is there any other small things that you're trying to make that to improve your program for this year? Um, yeah, just kind of the, I think the biggest thing, I mean, I think things for my program that I'm trying to improve are things that aren't even like with the bike. Of course I have, um, a big change for me this year was suspension. Um, we brought power band on and, um, that was a huge thanks to you guys. Um, for helping me out getting in contact with him. So I'm really excited about that. And that's huge to my program. But aside from that, honestly, it's the changes to my program and the fact of just being going into the races with like less stress, just going in, you know, just getting there, you know, having the hotel, just being there, being present, just everything like that. That's the changes that I'm more focused on in my program because I know what I need to do to have my bikes ready. I know what I need to do to have my body ready. I know what I need to do and all of that aspect. So if I can just make sure that the weekend goes more smooth and is more comfortable, it's going to be great. I think one big change that I will have this year is, um, you know, we'll have you guys at one of you guys, at least at pretty much every single round. And then my buddy, Matt, um, which you guys know, he'll be coming to a bunch of them as well. So, a lot of the rounds last year, I ended up going to um, by myself, just me and Josie. So to have some um, some help there for you know bike work or whatever it is, have them have someone come to the gate with me, so I'm not by myself there. Just things like that will be huge this year. So I cannot wait. I've got my black pants. I'm getting my brand <laughs> new Vans to wear. I've got my polo. I cannot wait to hold up a, a pit board sign that says "Breath." I just. I'm looking forward to that because that is the most famous sign in motocross is pit as mechanics riding breath on instead of breathe yep. on a pit board. So I just cannot wait to have that opportunity. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be a, an exciting season. Um, just the, the progress we've made together at yeah. this point um, is going to excel your season. I believe um, we've got a, a, a lot in the near future. I mean, we got some giveaways planned. We've got, you know, a lot of pit presence, um, a lot of stuff that just wasn't in your program before that uh, I think is really going to be fun for the fan aspect of it um, and just, you know, bring it all together. Hey, best town we're going to this year, though, of the races you're choosing to do, um, maybe what's the coolest town that we're going to visit this year? 
Oh, coolest town by far is Nashville. Okay. Um, I love that place. Um, it's so cool to ride. Like I can ride my dirt bike literally within walking distance of, um, Broadway. I mean that it was like when I rode my bike in that stadium last year, that was like just a dream for me because I've always liked that place. When I went to Loretta's, we went to Nashville. So that's definitely the, um, the coolest town for sure. They're all really cool. And I enjoy the travel. Like I enjoy seeing the places, but Nashville for sure. Awesome. Very good. So if you want a chance to see Ryland in a place that makes him big smile on his face, meet him in Nashville this year. Cause he, Oh yeah. yeah. He's uh, excited about in that. Nashville. I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, I'll be at that one. So we'll, we can have a good old pit party. Um, the, the other one that's really, really cool is Foxborough. Foxborough is an amazing – I don't even know about the city, but the, the stadium. The stadium's connected to – like in like part of the stadium is a bunch of restaurants and hotels. Like it's massive. It's a really cool place as well. So Yeah, for some reason, my wife, which you all will get to meet at some point, she, she doesn't really like cold weather, but she chose that one. Mm-hmm. She chose to go to that one, and I'm like, you know that's like – very top of the United States. She's like, I know. I'm like, okay. So you can meet myself and Michelle and Rylan and Josie in at Massachusetts. Yep. And uh, we'll have a get together, maybe inside somewhere we can meet. But uh, hey, on, on a completely random note, are there any riders that you're looking forward to catching up with? I know you're competitors, but you guys also have this like brethren. Is, are there any riders that you are kind of like, dude, I can't wait to catch up with so-and-so. Um, not really. Okay. Uh, I was just curious. I don't really, yeah, no, not for me. Uh, um, I mean, of course, like I'll have friends there and I'll have people that I'll say hi to and stuff, but I got, I've got a really, really good, um, like group of friends that I have here and just where I live and, um, you know, that, that I hang out with, go road biking with, do, do things like that with not, not in racing, um, anymore actually. But, uh, you know, of course, yes, there's some that I'll, I'll say hi to and people that I'll see, but like some of the guys are doing 250 West. So I don't know that I'll even get to see them. Um, but yeah, for the most part, anybody that I, you know, would see like, um, pretty good friends with Logan Conner now, but I get to see him, you know, he rides the WW. So, I get to see him, so, um, yeah, not really, not really. I, I'm I'm not in the motocross scene like some of those guys are. I don't have a ton of friends like that, so. Hey, I, I, I am a kind of a solo traveler as well, so I, I completely understand. Um, that is that is a perfectly fine answer because, you know, you never know. I mean, I know there's some of the guys like they like to bro down or whatever it is and hang out and visit, but I didn't know if the if the privateer crew, like they all hung out too. Well, I think they do. And like I said, I think they do because <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of them that are friends and, and they do, but I just haven't, um, like, I guess I just have never, I'm not part of that group, but you know what? This is, this is the beginning for me. You know, this is only my second year, um, pro doing Supercross, first year in the 450 class. And I think the more, night shows I make and the more battling you start doing with people. I mean, 
the amount of friends I've made over the years from battling, you know, as an amateur, I mean, I, it's all to come. All those friends and stuff will come. I think that's a big reason why I don't right now is because I'm just, I'm still pretty new to the the pro scene. So it'll all come. I do know a lot of people, like I said, and I have a ton of friends and people I'll talk to, like I never feel alone at a race. So, um, or like, I don't know anybody. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to just going racing, being back and seeing some people. So. Very cool. Yeah. By the way, you were talking about road biking and I just want to throw out, be really careful because, uh, one of the GNCC guys got clipped the other day while riding his road bike five minutes from his house. That's what he, uh, most, most accidents. Have. He's, he's fine. He's okay. Bike is actually okay, but yeah, he got clipped and because of his dirt bike skills avoided the curb and crashing and like falling back into traffic mm -hmm. and, but yeah, so just be careful out there when you're riding up in St. Johns County and and uh, be safe because it, it. I saw that video and I, or the the video and the post and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, he's just trying to get healthier and that happens. That don't matter. Drivers down here are crazy. We don't even oh, we man. don't we don't even want to bring up the road rage, do we, Ryland? Oh man, I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> but I, what I was gonna bring up was the other day. Um, I guess just a little bit of a story for your guys' listeners. I went on a group road bike ride. There was probably like 25 of us. Wow. Um, and it was no like leisurely ride. These guys, they're older guys, but one of them's like number one in the USA for some sort of racing. And those guys are insane, unreal, like I made it two hours in and then they, I got dropped and I just cruised home. And it was, like, unreal. It was so cool to just push a pace like that, push as hard as I could. But anyways, we were riding, and up here there's a little stretch of our roads up here that have no bike lane, and there's signs that, you know, the when there is no bike lane, the road bikes can use the whole lane. Well, there's, like, 20 of us, so obviously we're not riding in single file, and we just took up the whole lane because it was only a short distance anyways. And a guy decided he was going to pass us, instead of waiting like half a mile, well, he goes to pass us and then cars start coming. So it was, I've <laughs> watched it with my eyes. He either could have gone to the right into the road bikes, head on with the car or left in the ditch and he chose the ditch. So it was a Tesla and yeah, he crashed into the ditch. And then on the way back, there was, you know, they had the road all blocked and the tow truck there to pull him out. It was, it was a mess. I could not believe what I had just saw, but it was wild. <laughs> oh, the That's nerve of some people. <laughs> at, at least down here, here in Florida, we haven't got much rain, so that thing didn't, must not have kept, caught on fire while it was sitting there in water. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, I, I kept thinking to myself the whole ride after that, because I was at the beginning of the ride, that, you know, and even your listeners, for people that don't road bike, road bikers get blamed for that stuff. When we yep. did nothing wrong, we're, the law literally says on the signs, we can use the whole lane. All he needed to do was slow down for like a quarter of a mile and it opened right back up to more lanes and it could just go by. Yeah, I, that's a real bummer. I hate hearing that people get hit because it can be totally avoided by people just paying attention a little bit. So yeah, it's, I, I deal with it when I run and uh, I run in an area that one side has a sidewalk and one side doesn't, but I never run with traffic. So I always run against traffic and there have been times that I have had to like not jump off the road, but they'll they'll be jackasses that will literally hug the white line, mm -hmm. and it's like, dude, just 
all you have to do is give me like a foot and I'm good, but they'll just, they'll just yeah. hold the shoulder. And it's like, I don't really want to work on my lateral movement and running shoes. <laughs> well, you got, you got to understand if you're not from Florida, the, the Florida driving, because it's much different from the rest of the United States. It, oh yeah. People down here are, there's there's no patience. Well, most of the people yep. that are down here are people from other states. Yeah, them northern people, I tell you what. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my dad was just down here, and he thought the same thing that it, that our drivers are horrible down here. I I was at a riding my road bike, and I pulled up to a stoplight, and a guy pulled up next to me, and he asked me why I didn't ride my road bike on the sidewalk, and I thought he was just being cool, like a nice guy or whatever. And I was like, I told him I said because the sidewalk's too rough with all the cracks in it, and he goes. He told me that that wasn't a good enough answer. And then I was thinking to myself, I should have told him, like, why would I ride my bicycle on the sidewalk? Yeah. You're not, it's not even legal to yeah, ride. It's actually illegal to yeah. do so. Yeah, they make a road bike lane for a reason. I was yeah. in the road bike lane. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. At least they People haven't thrown are, coffee at you or orange juice or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, shoot, like Derek said just a second ago, I was on the phone with him the other day and about – got into a fight it was not good nah, we don't even need to go into that <laughs> <laughs> hey you got to protect yourself you got to train um i'm not kidding when i say like my wife um has contemplated carrying her concealed with her while she runs at times because some of the people get stupid and it's like you know i mean i don't necessarily want you to but if you think you need to to protect yourself with some of the yahoos when you're out running i mean i guess you got to do what you got to do but uh, yeah, hundred percent. But it's crazy. Um, anything else on the training side, race side? I mean, I, the preseason stuff, like it's go time. I mean, it's kind of cool seeing all the Instagram videos of the semis heading out, heading west, and and that you, it just gets your like, oh, you can feel it coming. And for you that isn't starting for four or five weeks, is there still an excitement of the what you're about to see on Saturday night? Oh, absolutely. Like I said at the beginning, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just a huge fan of the sport no matter what, and I always will be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to, to go racing. I, uh, I'm excited to go racing, but I'm excited to watch them go racing is what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I'm ready for it. I, I'm excited that it's not going to be on at 11 o'clock either. That it's yeah, going to be a, a good time. That's going to be awesome. It is um, interesting, but I think, I, and I, I agree with you all. But I also agree with Jason Thomas that daytime supercrosses just aren't as cool. Like, they're not as cool. Oh, yeah, for the West Coast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because, the like, local. the fireworks and the – Yeah, so that that's the biggest part. Like, Daytona, I love it when it gets dark. Yeah. Because it, it like, sets the mood. Um, so, yeah, it's going to suck for them, but it's nice for us. Oh, dude. Instead <laughs> of – it, it is – it is still like it's still the evening time, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and by the time the main events roll around, it'll be dark. And out. honestly, this this time of the year, we're still we're getting dark at five thirty anyway. Yeah. So it'll be okay. But um, I was actually just yeah, because it should start by five thirty their time. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I was just uh, replying to Matt Bell here, the owner of HBI. Um, we tried to get him on as well, and they're actually scurrying around for traveling, getting their parts ready for A one, so they can get out there. Um, I just replied back to him. He's like, man, I wish I wish I could be on, but we have got to get this stuff together. So um, everybody's in full bore right now. Yeah. Um, I've, dude, I'm I'm so excited. Like, I feel I feel like Supercross was just here, and now we're here again. Yeah. It, um, yeah. 
it was a short off season, but you know the funny thing is, if you only did the SMX, you were done. You had a good off season. Yeah. I know that some guys did uh, motocross the nations and Paris and Australia and that's. But if you really didn't do any of those off season races, there was a decent break this year. Um, I know everybody talked about how drawn out the season was, but they've had a good two and a half, three months off. So by the yeah, time I mean, I shoot myself, I didn't even do outdoors. So I've had a long time off. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Ready to go racing. <laughs> but, uh, well, we're looking forward to it and we're, we'll, uh, we may have you back on for episode 38 just to kind of see how, cause that'll put you out what two, two, three weeks before it's time for you to go. And that'll be, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so a week. Yeah. Yeah. So a week. We'll uh, maybe have you back on. We'll have Derek work on our technology a little bit, and um, <laughs> maybe at some point we'll figure <laughs> out how to get you video and video, and we can have like your video pop up on it. So oh, we did the same thing with um, Ashley and Phil Harris, yeah, the Shred yeah. MX conditioning. We can get the get the FaceTime going, or yeah. maybe we can just get you down here. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out something. Yeah. But no. Uh, any closing comments from from the writer? Because you know the two the two old men sitting at the desk, we just watch and go, oh wow. <laughs> what about for you? Any, any final thoughts as we get ready? No, nope. Uh, just thank you guys for letting me come on and having me on. Um, like uh, we 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 announced the 450 and stuff, but definitely stay tuned to the the Instagram and your guys' Instagram, my Instagram for for more news coming into the season. Um, that's really really it for me just training keeping my head down and doing what i need to do to be ready so are you ready to do a sponsor list or are you still working on some things um still working on some things so if that's cool to hold off on that um you are the writer yeah (laughs) we'll hold off on that maybe that episode 38 i can bring that to you guys i just want to be sure on some things before i go go out loud or public with anything so you have every right to do so. So awesome, Derek. Anything else on your end? No, like I said, it's going to be uh, probably one of the best seasons we've seen. Um, excited to be a part of it. Um, yeah. We're actually in it this year, so there's a we got a lot of things coming. Um, some really cool stuff we're going to do for everybody. Um, we'll, we'll be bringing you guys some behind the scenes stuff that you don't get to see unless you're there. So. Um, I promised to bring some shots behind the gate so everybody can. I think the first time we ever talked to Ryland, that was my one question is what is it like to look up at the crowd, you know, sitting on the gate? And um, I want to bring that to everybody, Um, give them a view of what it's like to see the crowd. Yeah, Um, and if you need any good bedtime reading, the AMA Supercross Motocross (laughs) rulebook is 91 pages long, which I have sitting on my living room uh, counter right now. So if you're bored, you can't sleep, crack that bad boy open. Yeah, and that'll give you some good reading. Well, we'll also show the the parts that aren't so fun of <laughs> of what we got to do. So yeah, um, it's not all fun and games. No, because uh, we don't want to get kicked out, and we don't want Ryland to get in trouble. So we're all trying to brush up on what we're allowed and not allowed to do. Yeah, we spend uh, we spend a lot of hours on the phone, and um, like I said, we got a lot of things coming. So it's going to be an exciting year. Can't wait to see what HVI Racing can do this year. Um, that local team, I, I really think they've they've got it well put together this year. Um, got a lot of riders moving. I'm anxious to see all these new the new changes. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Um, can't wait to see what what comes. Well, everybody enjoy watching Supercross A1. 
and I'm actually going to be at Mondon Hill at Brooksville to watch the start of the second half of the FTR season. So I'm going to go up there Saturday and Sunday and watch uh, one of the best hair scrambles in Florida, bar none. If you are free this weekend, go to Mondon Hill in Brooksville, pay your fee, and go race Mondon Hill. It is, it's got technical stuff. It's got fast stuff. They even have something called the Daytona 500. It's a flat corner. It goes the wrong way, but it's they call it the <laughs> Daytona 500. And uh, just uh, so I'm going to not only watch racing, I'm going to go watch live racing this mm -hmm. weekend. So uh, I'm actually going to leave here and go shoot the first podcast for the off-road side tonight and get it get that season started. So yeah. um, it's time, man. It's time. And, and we're starting. <laughs> yeah, it's here, and it came quick. Yes, so. it did. But, Riley, yep. thank you for being our guest. And uh, – Give Josie our regards, and we will speak to you. I'm sure we'll speak to you before, but we'll probably get you on the line, episode 38, to honor your number. And, um, well, what was your number? Because I think Mr. Deegan has taken your number. Yep. So. Uh, uh, don't worry, I'll get it back. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's the right ad. But, uh, <laughs> I'll get that 451 before he can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – we look forward to we look forward to the season and the growth and the stuff to talk about during that. And I'm guessing we're going to have some tired podcasts during that time period because we're going to be coming back home and getting on board a podcast. Yeah, we got a we got a lot of uh, live live stuff coming and yeah. then not, not live and uh, post post race pre race. It's gonna it'll be exhausting, but I, I, it's going to be good for the yeah. listeners. So Derek, welcome to the new year. Rylan, welcome to the new year. Keep training. And uh, for everybody, this was episode 36, season two. I cannot believe it. Season two of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.